This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Today on Very Delta, we talk about Labor Day. Is it really just another 4th of July? We also talk about getting ready for Halloween, and we talk with our extra special guest, the one and only Vander Von Odd from Dragula. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. Hi there, I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta. This is a podcast where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and tell me things. Very Delta is for the lady who goes through the drive-thru twice, just to make sure it's right. I'm very excited to be here today. We have an extraordinary guest coming on, but we need to cover a few things that are very Delta. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, that means I have full control over you. It also means it's Labor Day, or after, and we have to rejoice because that means the end of summer is near. As you're very well, summer is not my vibe. I'm all about fall and winter. I don't really know exactly why we should be celebrating Labor Day. I feel like Labor Day is really just like um, Act 2 of 4th of July. Like, it's just a reason to have a barbecue. I don't think anyone really, like, puts out a specific Labor Day flag or a Labor Day. Like, they don't change their, um, like, an avatar or something. I don't think there's a Labor Day ornament. Maybe there is. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I just look for it as kind of, like, the last barbecue of the summer season. And this is a barbecue that I might go to just because uh, there is the chance that it could be a little bit cooler. Although, you know... In past years, because of global warming, um, it's just as hot now, if not hotter than it is any other time during the summer. Um, I can remember as a kid, you know, you would get back to school clothes and and you might not even wear them for at least a couple of weeks into, uh, into going back to school because it was still hot out. And then, of course, every time... Halloween rolls around, you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be hot, it's going to be hot, and then it starts raining and it ruins your costume and all of that horrible shit happens. Um, But I'm very, very happy that the heat is going to go away. At least I hope. Technically, in a calendar and in GIFs and emojis, 
we're supposed to be dropping leaves and talking about um, having pumpkin spice, which, you know, already came out. Pumpkin spice comes out mid-August, so that's already been out. We've already had that. Um, But I'm ready to start putting on three-quarter zip sweaters. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to um, put away shorts, bring out pants. I'm ready to layer my clothing. It's it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite time of year. I like wearing more clothes than less clothes. And I think the world appreciates that too. Um, Labor Day, what, what is it and why is it? I, I, I know we're, I guess, celebrating people having jobs, the labor force going into labor. Uh, None of it is really quite interesting to me. There's a lot of holidays that happen that, you know, Grandparents' Day, which, you know, I don't, I, my grandparents were never alive in my lifetime, so that's not something that's special to me. Maybe it's special to you, but, you know, I don't know, Taco Day, National National This Day, National That Day. There's a lot of holidays I don't celebrate, but I do celebrate um, Halloween. I do consider back to school kind of a holiday because it's all about getting new clothes and new things. So that's a holiday in itself. Of course, maybe one of my favorite holidays ever, ever, ever is uh, Thanksgiving, which is looming. And I feel like you should, you know, now is when everybody has all their Halloween stuff in the stores. And now is when you can get some Halloween decorations that move into just autumnal decorations. So, you know, you can get pumpkins that sort of look wistful, I guess, in a way, or, or, or romantic in a way. And you can have that out for Halloween and you can keep it over into, um, Thanksgiving. And then of course, I mean, Christmas is coming and you have gourds at Christmas, right? I mean, there's no gourds growing near my apartment in Southern California, but we can pretend I wrap Christmas presents with snow and cabins and I don't have a cabin. You can just create your own thing, right? We should be doing that. Create whatever you want. Make your, you know, the movie in your mind. Make your story, whatever your storyline is. You know, you have to, which also makes me start thinking about, um, starts making me think about Christmas. Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Well, who cares? Let's get ahead of ourselves. Um, for Christmas, uh, I've already, I, I buy my Christmas stuff my ornaments and all that stuff, I buy it at after Christmas sale. So I already know what my gifts are going to be wrapped like. I have to have a motif. I have to have an idea. I have to know what the line is going to be. And I think this year, if I can remember what I got, it was um, the most wonderful time of the year is like the idea. And the decorations have um, like uh, stables and horses and antelope and like deer, all of that. I think that's just so cute. That's so cute. I can't, I don't want to bypass the, the, I don't want to bypass Halloween, but you have to be prepared. Are you prepared? Because any, you know, anything can happen. We could just, this whole planet could blow up and you wouldn't have any of your Christmas shit together, would you? Because you're not planning. You have to plan. I know a lot of you listening are not planned for any of this. You have to. That's why you have to make sure your Halloween decor can go into your fall decor and your fall decor can go into your winter decor. Christmas, the holiday season, all of that is not really done. Some people say Three Kings Day, they put their tree away. I say it's, I say keep it till the end of uh, of January. Why wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to keep it around forever? I do. God, what call? I need to get Halloween costumes. I'm not. I have. I'm not even planned for Halloween yet. I know what new numbers I'm going to do for Halloween, 
but I don't know what I want to wear on Halloween. I usually don't work on Halloween. I just get dressed up in a costume and go out. What should I fucking wear? This might seem basic, but I don't mind being basic. I consider it classic, not basic. I don't mind dressing up in different types of pirate motif at uh, at Halloween. I love that. I like dressing up in different types of like a dark pirate or a or a spice trader. Maybe not a pirate, a spice trader. That's what I'm going to be. A spice trader for Halloween. That I love that. Last year we all dressed up my uh my friends and my partner, we all decided to dress up as the cast of Scooby-Doo, which a lot of people do that, but ours were like legit. Do you know what I mean? I'm not knocking your costume if you just have Halloween club. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to mix it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Go buy, if you're going to be shaggy, just go buy some corduroys. It's fine. Uh, they're not expensive. You can get them at, uh, you know, St. Vincent de Paul thrift store or Amvets or something like that. Um, I mean, of course I had to have mine custom done because why wouldn't I? Um, I expect it of myself and you should expect it of yourself too. If you're going to do Halloween properly, if you want to have a good Christmas, you have to do Halloween properly. God, it's not that hard. Um, I could be a spice trader. Ooh, I'm thinking about bad costumes. You know, I just have a hard time really coming up with a bad costume because as a kid, um, none of my costumes were purchased. My mom made everything from thrift stores and repurposed dresses. She would cut them apart or curtains. I always had a Halloween costume, even though... Uh, my mom didn't have a lot of money and didn't have a lot of resource and really didn't have a lot of time because she was a single parent. So I have a hard time finding, uh, I feel like even if you just have a shirt that says, this is my costume, like if that's your level of participation, I say, go for it. I want everyone to have joy at Halloween. I want everyone to have a good time. I want everyone to have a handful of candy out of the bucket. I want you to have all of it. And, uh, I think Halloween is a time if you've never done drag before, that's a great time if you've ever been interested in doing drag. That's a great time because no one can really read your drag costume because it's fun. It's Halloween. It's your way of getting sort of a taste of it. So maybe you just wear a tiara and a wig or maybe you just wear a tiara or maybe you wear a skirt because you feel like you today is the day that you want to wear a skirt and you want... Halloween gives you permission to do that until you have the strength to do it on your own. You know, I typically say enough about Halloween, but today we have a rather spooky, or as many people think she's spooky, uh, guest on the show today. I'm very excited to chat with my very good friend and the legend known as Vander Von Odd from Dragula. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, 
You can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back. I'm so excited to welcome my next guest. This queen is a newer-ish friend of mine. We don't go back 30 years, but it seems like we do. Um, she constantly raises the bar in every level of drag. Every time she delivers any of her performances, they are bone-chilling. They are gorgeous. They are beautiful. They are elevated. You already know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but we should be highlighting it all the fucking time. I'm excited to welcome my extra special gal pal friend, the one and only Vander Von Odd to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I've actually been looking forward to this all week because we were supposed to film one a while back and right. then something's happened, but like, right. this is my favorite podcast and I'm finally on You're it. always supportive of the podcast. Like very, very Delta, very, uh, very that with Delta and Raja. You've always, mm -hmm. and when we work together, you always like bring it up and you always just make me feel really supported. So I appreciate that. I oh really no, do. it's such a good, it's just so easy to listen to and it's so funny and I get people into it by playing specific parts of specific episodes that I know will like uh -huh. cater to their sense of humor because it's just funny and it's fun. I like love shitting it. on yourself. Like is... shitting on yourself or charging your stones under the fucking street lamp. Yeah. Your crystals. <laughs> you know, I think the reason why we didn't record but we were going to is because we, there's just be no way for you to be here when you had no clothes, Bitch. no makeup. You, you've, been, you've been through it this They put me through it. All of this. All of this was lost somewhere in Australia for like five days. And yeah. I, I, for a while, I, for a second, I thought I wasn't going to get any of my drag back. Right. Yeah. And you were on tour. Like you were. You oh, were... I was on tour. I missed all but one show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did the whole convention and everything, but I was out of drag for all the like all the meet and greets right. and stuff. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we know that eventually this stuff ended up. It, it was mm -hmm. where it was supposed to be technically. When it gets lost, yeah, ends up in a place. Uh huh. And it was there the whole time. Mm -hmm. No matter how many people were telling me that, yeah, we've uh, escalated it to management and we are doing the most. And no, girl, they were there the whole time. Nobody was looking for them. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't normally go into people's like comment sections just because I know like from in the past how horrible it can get. But I did look at like some some comments on one of the things that you posted. And there were a few people that were trying it that were like, they're probably doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And mm -hmm. you shouldn't be blowing this out of proportion. And they commented on my thing too. And I'm like... Why is there always somebody correcting somebody else when someone's like, I'm really experiencing something and I'm, I promise you I'm not lying that my luggage is stolen. I just need help. 
I think, at least like the people that I remember commenting, all of them in a weird way just seemed really insecure. And it just felt very like, I need to let you know something and I need to let you know that I know better. Right. But you don't. But like, I get it. You're insecure and you're trying to make a point out of something when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What is that? I don't know. Why is that? (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I don't know why it is. And I, I think it's it's going to constantly happen. I think people just want to be seen or recognized. And that's the thing. Like, you get a lot of attention when you kind of, you know, go against the tides and press people's buttons. Like, you get the attention you're looking for. And some people don't care if it's good or bad. They just want attention. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And for a brief all. moment, he got it out of me. And then I was like, you're hopeless. I'm not wasting time on you. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> it does happen that way. And you do you do feel like, you know... I want to stand my ground. I know I'm not trying to be shitty, but I want you to know that I'm not lying. Like this is really happening yeah, to me. Yeah, girl. Like it's my livelihood, and I, like the whole time I kept thinking because I had this, I had like other engagements when I got to LA, and I just kept thinking, okay, if I don't get my bags, like tallying up the numbers, and I was like, girl, I'm gonna have to drop thousands to recover even like a fraction of the stuff that's in those bags, sure. and like you can't work without it. So it's like. You got to drop the money. You know, it is what it is. So I was kind of ready to have to do that. Um, Thankfully, that didn't happen. And literally, I was on my way to the airport. I was with Dahlia Black and Walk of Shame. We were calling the car to the airport. And then the airport calls me and they're like, we found your bags. You can come pick them up. And I was like, perfect. I'm already on my way. Wow. Now, do you not, uh, you know, Detox lost her bag before. Yes. And she, um, because the only number that she ever performs is Mannequin. Uh, she can just wear whatever she can just wear whatever you can't just wear whatever no my numbers are incredibly specific to the outfit and you know it's funny I did actually end up doing another of the sh- of the shows there was two shows two big shows I did do the second one but basically my bags hadn't arrived our flights had also been delayed and one of them had been canceled so when I was at the airport, it was already like an hour and a half to showtime by the time I was leaving without the bags. And I do have one song I can do. Like, all I need is a black caftan. If I can get right. a black caftan, I can do it. And it's Silver Spring mm-hmm. by, uh, you know, Stevie Nick, uh, Fleetwood Mac. And so there conveniently was a shopping mall right in front of the convention center where the big show was was happening. Uh-huh. And so I got dropped off at the hotel, ran through the mall. I found a bedding store and I, I bought two king-size bed sheets. And then I went to like a kitchen like sort of store and I got a pair of like kitchen shears and a cheese grater. And then I went to a craft store and got like safety pins and little wow. fixings. And then a shoe store and got some high heels. And I did that in the span of like maybe 20, 30 minutes running through this mall. Wow. Ran to the to the venue and walk of shame, just like stood in a tee while I draped the caftan on her out of bed sheets and was pinning it. And Dahlia Black and Scarlet Envy were using the scissors and the cheese grater to like distress it. Wow. And then I used the excess fabric as a turban. And so I did do one number yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a bed sheet uh, and a caftan. But it took a village, but you know, like... That's sickening. sisters come through. No, they do, and that's sickening. Is not you know when when you have a close knit group of friends or people that feel like, damn, you're in, you're really you need the help. Like I need to help you, and that's like detox. I mean, when I bring up detox and I say that lightly about her having whatever, but she, you know, she had to do the same thing in the sense that like mm-hmm. I just got to go find something. You make I'll it find work. Something and make it work. Yeah, yeah. I was like, even if it's just one number, even if it's like not nearly as you know exciting as what I had planned, like. A lot of people like still had messaged me that they were there to see me and I right. like I didn't 
want to disappoint either. And then I also didn't want to miss out. I'm like, how often do I get to perform on like a proper theater stage sure. to like hundreds of people? Like that doesn't happen right. that often, you know, at least not for me. Um, so I was, you know, happy with my caftan. That's so <laughs> sickening. That's so sickening to hear mm -hmm. that though because, you know, a lot of uh, uh, younger entertainers, uh, I feel like need to hear that, that like these things are going to happen. They're going to happen to the best happen. of us. They're going to happen to, you know, winners of TV shows or people that have never been on a TV show. And you have to find your way around it. And you yeah, can. Too. It's funny. The morning after my bags got lost, Lawrence Cheney's bags got wow. lost. All of hers, too. So we were both on the same boat. And it's funny you bring up detox because I actually... Whenever I think of you in fragrance, like someone that immediately comes to mind is Detox because mm. my first drag shows were in Mexico. And like at the time now there's a lot of um, very like specific individual like drag and drag characters in, in Mexico. But like this was like like maybe seven, eight years ago. Um, where even even back then, like La Mas Draga didn't exist. Right. Um, Drag Race wasn't quite as popular in Mexico yet, so most people did celebrity impersonation. And so I got to see a lot of celebrity impersonation, and like fragrance wasn't really a part of the drag culture. It wasn't something a lot of queens really used, or at least that I had ever smelled. And the first time I went to a show in L.A., when I first moved here, I went to Hamburger Mary's, mm. and Detox was there, and she walked by me, and as she walked by, I smelled alien by Mugler uh -huh. and I had never like smelled a drag queen and it was just like the fantasy of it all got like burned into my brain and ever since like that experience I was like I always have to wear fragrance when right. I'm in drag and you're someone who loves fragrance yeah it just makes you feel like it you have to sort of match it to your mood and like mm -hmm. yeah I mean your inspirations and what you do is so uh I feel like they're so layered the oh, things that you yeah. do, the the things that you wear, the thing, the songs that you like to do, um, are always so richly layered that you literally layer the fragrance too. I mean, mm -hmm. it adds to it. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people immediately because you're from Dragula and uh -huh. and that catapulted you to even more fame. Um, they sort of see different entertainers in a certain way, so they're like, "Oh, Vander is spooky." Always. Yeah, right? Always, Be yeah. Because that's what they think when they think of dark or, mm -hmm. or something. And I, I just never, I never think of you as a spooky person. I think of you as a romantic person. Oh, I love that mm -hmm. word. Oh my God, thank you. So I many of my inspirations that. are like witches and vampires of and course. like other eras. So I feel like romantic is such a, oh, no one had ever described me as that. Oh, I love absolutely. that. Extremely romantic and, and, and rich and luxurious and, and everything you. is, it seems, um, otherworldly in a way, but also um, uh, historical, very historical. Oh, thank you. Is what I always, I don't, but I, I understand because we've been, uh, you yeah. know, we've been told that like light contacts is scary or dark eye makeup is scary or whatever. But I think because we are entertainers and we see other people in certain things, we see the reference points. Right? Well, you get the nuance of it. Mm -hmm. You really, really catch the nuance. And like you said, like the layers and especially getting to know other performers backstage, you really get a sense of like what their personality is and how that ties into or maybe completely doesn't tie into the kind of drag they do. Right. And you, you kind of find the intention behind, you know, people's art. And I, I very much feel that when I'm with you and I'm with Morgan backstage. I love being backstage with y'all because I feel like the more I learn about you, the more the drag makes sense. Mm, and I okay. love that because I feel like I have like we with other queens, especially your sisters, you get like a very intimate understanding of where 
this all comes from. Right. It's very personal. And I don't know. I, I love that. It's, and it's very, you know, something special that we get to share in the dressing room. For sure. I mean, I think it's true that like what RuPaul says, like the drag, when you get in drag, it reveals who you are. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it does. It's very layered. Let's take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Room temperature water, what do you think of it? I actually love room temperature water because I have a very sensitive can... throat. Okay. Oh, your, yeah. th- oh, your throat is sensitive? Oh, my throat is sensitive. Hey, tiny, oh, tiny, tiny dick. <laughs> no, it actually is. My voice gets fucked up really easily. So, like, any kind of extreme temperature drink, I just don't I don't fuck with. I do room temperature almost everything. I mean, they say it's better for you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. your mm-hmm. body can, like, absorb it, doesn't have to warm it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're back with Vander Von Odd, and we're talking about yeah. Vander's delicate throat. Oh, my delicate, oh. sensitive little lady throat. It's uh... My throat's so small. <laughs> um, listen, this, it, I'm glad you're here. Uh, even though I said that you're not this, you're not the spooky ooky person that everybody thinks that you are, mm. but you do like Halloween as much as oh, anyone, I if do. not more than everyone. And you know, for me, whenever I hear the word spooky, for me, spooky is is there's a very whimsical yeah. element to it. I think of myself more as horror when I go that route. I usually go for some th- things that are maybe visually or conceptually more horrifying than necessarily right. like spooky. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that's just me. And, you know, I, it's also that it, I think it's just like buzzwords that get thrown around a lot. It's like it, lately I've really not lately. I say in the last couple of years, I've really been like questioning what alternative drag even is or if that is even a thing or right. the, the term is just kind of weird to me because I, I used to think in that way, like, oh, yeah, there's alternative drag and there's regular drag. But um then you actually get to travel and you find that in some places, even the most simple, classic form of drag is still extremely polarizing. So it's like, I mean, all drag is pretty alternative. It kind of just ebbs and flows depending where you are and where you're presenting it. But it's, it's drag is just alternative. Yeah, it's 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 like punk rock. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it, in, in the definition of what is punk, it's pretty punk. It I is. Mean, it is pretty punk to to be at the Homewood Suites in the middle of Iowa and drag and have to go downstairs through the elevator with a family Sis. that is watching you and they're like, what <laughs> the fuck is this? And uh-huh. you're like, I hope I don't get my ass beat right now, but 
I gotta go do this gig. Oh, girl, pepper spray and taser always in my purse. Always. People don't realize it. They don't realize it, it, that it is, it can be scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I still, when I go back home to, like, Mexico to visit and stuff, like, I mean, you know you know me, you've seen me in my daytime. Like, right. I only wear dresses and usually, like, some kind of heel or something in the daytime. Sure. I have to be very careful about wearing that in Mexico. I have to be very careful about how I dress, how I walk, how I, just anything. Um, because I, even, even in, as, if I try my hardest to butch myself up, I still look very right. effeminate. I know what you mean. You know? So, like, yeah. Yeah, people don't realize. And, you know, we live in a big city and, you know, most of our what people see on our socials is very much what happens in L.A. or here and with our friends and the clubs and stuff. But it's not always like that. Yeah, I feel like, too, like, you know, here, I mean, even if we were in an area that seemed somewhat more conservative, like as corny as this sounds, I'm like. I had to do a gig where I was uh, being driven around and I had to go to influencers' homes while I was in drag. And I had, okay. and they had a car service. And I thought, what if I have to go to the bathroom during the day? And I'm in, yeah. I was in drag, mm-hmm. like not just, you know, sit, seated here and only from drag up. It was full drag. And I literally thought to myself, if there's a Starbucks in the area, there'll probably be a gay person who works in there and like I might be okay. Literally, when I'm whenever I'm in Santee, Starbucks is where I go for the bathroom yes. and I don't fuck with anything else. No. Mm-hmm. Cause I just feel like there's a like a, there's something built into that that's a safety something. Oh, well, there's always a faggot behind the counter. Always. 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 <laughs> and whether they know who you are or not, not that that matters, they can at least have gaydar and they're like. All right, you're yeah, fine. you're good, girl. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. But it is, you know, Halloween is right around the corner. Oh, and... okay. Let's get into Halloween because you okay. and I love Halloween. I yeah, we love. <laughs> if you had to pick like a couple of go-to movies that not, and of course you watch them year-round. But if you mm-hmm. were like, it was raining and you were off and you could just watch three horror films, what would be like a couple? If you don't, if you don't oh, have a three. few of them, oh my god, there's so no. Actually, I have. I feel like I have like a plethora of them. I one of my absolute favorites, and I know it's not super popular, but something about it like captured me as a child and has never let me go. And it's the others with Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most beautifully done horror films. Eerie. It's just a mother in a house with her two kids who are photosensitive. It's like such a simple concept and yet the whole film is so fucking scary. And it's about a it's about a mother questioning her faith, which I feel like as a queer person, it's very easy to relate to characters who question their faith because I very much went through that process like in my youth. So that's one of my favorites. Um, uh, something a little bit more fun. I love Fright Night from the 80s, mm-hmm. the vampire movie. I actually, this look is for, um, I do come to me from the Fright Night soundtrack in this in this look. That's one of my absolute favorites. Um, also Night of the Demons. Oh, we were just talking about that because I really? haven't seen it. <gasps> Bitch! I know. Can more, we do a movie night? We have to because okay, Mor- Morgan night? always talks about like the girl like on the and she's like oh how's my makeup oh oh she's doing yeah. all that shit mm-hmm. oh yeah and then when they <laughs> go to steal at? when they go to the to the to the store to steal the candy and she bends over and her mm. panty is just showing and angela's in the back like filling bags with candy right. so i've seen the clips but not the whole movie okay have, I you, have, have you seen the lipstick clip uh, yes. yes. Oh, That's what my Morgan God. showed me. Uh, everything. Yeah. yeah. That one's really fun, and I love that one. Uh, recently, one of my favorite horror movies, it came out, I think, last year. It was Luca Guadagnino's remake of Suspiria. I haven't seen this. I think that is one of the, for me and my taste in horror, one of the best horror films of the last 10 years for wow. me. I, I went and saw it in theaters three times because I just... 
again, it just it wow. captured me. And the entire. Do you know a little bit about Suspiria? No. It's basically a coven of witches who is disguising themselves as a dance company, a contemporary Ooh, dance company. I like that idea. And a lot of like the witchcraft and the spells that happen are like cast physically through the dance mm-hmm. and they really explore that in the Luca Guadagnino remake much more than the original okay. where like the dancing becomes part of like the craft of wow. you know w- bewitching people so really incredible and the whole movie is led by women there's one important character who's you know a male all the rest are it's just a big ass coven of dancing witches it's wow. everything you have to watch it wow if you had to go on a date with Freddie, Michael Myers, or Jason, you have to go on a date with one of them. Which one is it going to be? Oh, fuck. You know, I would want Jason for the body because mm-hmm. he's got the body. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd have to go with Freddie because he has a sense of humor. And, he's so cunty, and, right? and the other two would just not talk right <laughs> they don't they literally don't talk that'd be the most boring date ever but freddie we could have a good time freddie is so funny because he's always like i was never scared i was always like you're yeah, such a bitch such a bitch so but it's hilarious oh my god do you know about the peewee herman uh freddie krueger doll mix-up no okay this is great so in the 80s there was this company there i'm forgetting their name but there was this toy company that put out a freddy krueger doll and they put out a peewee herman doll and it was like they were pull string dolls and basically what they did was that they had the they had the fabric like stuffed bodies with the voice box so they repurposed the bodies they would just switch out the clothes and the heads for the characters and then same box but just switch out the printing so basically identical dolls just themed differently and with different voice box there was a factory mix-up, mm-hmm. and they accidentally put a ton of Freddy Krueger voice boxes into Pee Wee Herman. Oh my gosh, I want one so bad. Yeah, so like you can still you can find them on eBay where it's like the Pee Wee Herman Freddy Krueger voice doll, and you pull the string, and it'll say like. Like, I'll eat your soul, bitch. And it's this little Pee Wee Herman doll. Oh. <laughs> Say it in the camera. Well, there's your camera. What? Where's my camera? Okay. Wait, what's an icon? Oh, let me think of What's with kids today, huh? No respect. Like, it'll say shit like that. That was a terrible Freddy Krueger impersonation, by the way. No, it was good. Horrible. I feel like all all, all impersonations are great if you really love the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I love uh, watching people that you know they're just such a big fan of something. And even if the impersonation's bad. Do you do, do you you have an impersonation that you're good at? I don't. I don't think I do. Really? Okay. No. But I was when I but I bring that up. Yeah. I bring that up because we talk about Halloween coming up and um when I was a kid, my uh parents or well my mom, uh, uh-huh. single mom, you know, she was always working, didn't have a ton of money, didn't have a lot of resources, but I always had a Halloween costume. Like she always would make something. I remember you I remember you saying this that it was she would always find a way to piece something together and always. create a look. And I feel like Halloween is the time for everyone to like still be a kid. Like even if they don't have that much of a costume, if they still want to be part of it, like I've said before, people wear those shirts that say like, this is my costume. And like, if that's all you have, and you still want to participate? I love it. It is, even I if it's a small it. participation. Like you're in on the fun. Yeah, you know? and I love that about you because it's like, 
it's an opportunity for creation that right. I feel like for people who don't do something like what we do, it doesn't come around very often to right. be able to create something just for the fun of it. Right. You know? I love that. And I also love this time of year, the Halloween costumes that are like, um, instead of Ariel, it's like Lagoon Lass. Oh my God. Oh, and they have the horn, horn, sor- yeah. horn sorceress. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, uh, uh, East Coast transsexual. Yes. And it's like a Frankenfurter. <laughs> yes. It's always some like phrase that's like, you really are. I think there's people that probably work in those factories that are like, let me make it ridiculous now. Because they're bad. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. They're bad. Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like goth girl with braids. Girl, it's Wednesday. Right. Literally, <laughs> it says that. It says that. Oh, Do love- you, um, if you're not working on Halloween, do you wear a Halloween costume and go out? Is it something, do you like it that much? Or? Oh, you know, I feel like I'm always working so much. I've Cause had you're, like. Because you're spooky ooky. Spooky ooky. You're the fright. So I'm making my coins. And oh, the thing I'm is scared. like, oh, it's so scary. They're, you know, and it's like November, December are usually pretty slow. So I try to work October as much as I can to get me through, through those like slow months, mm-hmm. like comfortably. So I don't have to be worrying about money and stuff. Um, so I haven't like, but there, and, and the other thing is like, usually when I come up with ideas for Halloween costumes, they're like humorous and I'm like, oh, I'd want to do that, but I don't really care to like brand myself as like a humorous queen right. sometimes. So I don't go for it, but I've always wanted to play Anita Bryant after getting pied in the face oh, as I a costume. I think people would be surprised by that because they wouldn't expect it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We should come up with, we should come up with something like ridiculous like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then no one will know who you are. Nobody. Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. All right. Straight people try to get in on the gay lingo, and they're like, they "Yes, do. mama, work, fierce, boots, house down." Do and I'm like, "That that's not a sentence. That you yeah, didn't say anything." No one says that. No one <laughs> Nobody says talks that. like that. We are back mm. um, with Vander von Odd. Would you shoot the shit about this, that, and nothing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people send letters in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are the, uh, we call it the annals or the oh, annals. We love the annals you know. of the internet. Um, if you want to send a letter, you can send a letter to readmedelta at gmail.com. Um, so let me take this out. I'm not going to stab you, I promise. Oh. Not yet, anyway. Oh. Uh, I'm going to hold you to that promise. I don't know who, like, sometimes the letters are similar. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes people ask kind of similar things. Okay, so I feel saying, like yeah. maybe then I'm not really answering them properly. So I'm gonna rely on you. Okay, there's been a few. I remember I was I think I was listening to an episode yesterday. And I remember this occasionally questions will will come up, and I'm like, oh, these are like heavy. Like I don't know how I would. Some of them are. I don't know how. I don't know if I'm like. I, if, if I have the adequate uh, right uh, knowledge to give you actual sound advice, because some of these get um. Yeah, they get pretty they get, personal. And I hope, I mean, oh, wait, actually. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. I thought for a second I thought this was going somewhere else, and now I think it's going off the rails. Work. <laughs> this is from Not That Kinky Guy. Oh, okay. Hi, Delta and Vander. Mm-hmm. First time, long time. For So, from your, so for some years now, I've been in a, 
a strict texting relationship with a straight guy that I work with. Uh Via text, he and I get extremely sexually explicit and graphic. It's basically me following his lead. He's asked if he could choke me, slap me around, and he's even asked me to wear makeup when I'm worshipping his member. Although I tend to favor the likes of classic beauties like Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli when donning a face, um, wearing makeup is not really my thing, but I want that dick a lot. The conversation has recently gone into the this could possibly happen in real life category, but I'm just a gay trying to suck a dick. This man seems to want to reenact fantasies he's come up with by watching a fair amount of pornography. What do I do? Okay, well... Here's the thing. I think it sounds to me like maybe this person is venturing into like SM slash power exchange territory for the mm-hmm. first time. Um, I'm going to assume so because they, they don't say in their letter. And if that's the case, my first suggestion would actually be to go online. And because the thing about a fantasy is you want it to stay a fantasy. You know, you don't want, you know, to put yourself in any sort of bodily danger or your partner in any sort of bodily danger or um, not be explicitly in agreement about what you're consenting to engaging with somebody else. So, like, go online, do a little bit of research on, like, uh, how you acquire consent, how you discuss consent. If you want to play out a scene, especially like a BDSM scene, like have a talk about it before, really talk about what you are okay with, what you're not okay with, what you may be willing to try, but, you know, you, you know, it's like we're going to try it, but if I don't like it, I don't like it and we have to stop, you know, like mm-hmm. really look up all the safety precautions and conversations that have to go into that kind of play before you actually engage in it because you never want to be in the middle of a sexual interaction and not know what to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've actually never talked about this. My first, first time ever where, you know, when I lost my virginity, it was to someone who was significantly older than I was. And I think they definitely took advantage of that in that, I just kind of went along with what was going on because I wasn't sure how to say no. I wasn't sure if I could say no. And so the whole interaction was like super uncomfortable and probably shouldn't have happened. And looking back on it, there was a lot of coercion that was happening. Mm -hmm. And so I would hate that for that to happen to them. So like you have to make very, 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 very clear cut rules and stipulations before engaging in, you know, those kinds of fantasies with someone especially if this is like someone who is for me the red flag is like them saying they're straight right because let me tell you i fucked many a straight man and Mm -hmm. it usually does not pan out well because usually those men are either closeted or are just starting to play and discover you know a sex like sex outside of just straight sex and so they're going to make a lot of mistakes and you have to be ready for people who are very, very inexperienced in, you know, other kinds of sex to make those mistakes. Right. That makes, I mean, that's completely sound advice. I think, I think you should listen to your auntie Vander about this, but um, you should also listen to your auntie Delta um, who uh, was not always a 46 year old curmudgeon um, <laughs> shut the fuck up and would highly suggest that if you are you say you like the classic beauties I, I don't think you need to waste your classic beauty makeup 
on this. I think you should have a separate sort of look. So maybe less expensive makeup so you don't waste. Mm -hmm. um, a smaller lash would really help in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, also, I mean, you say you want this, but I mean, have you seen pictures? Like, do you know exactly what's going down? And I think some people are attracted to, uh, I don't know if you hit on this, but like, some people are attracted to the danger of something or what or what they're yeah, not supposed to have. Exactly. And also some people, and, and maybe this is you, maybe this is not you, but sometimes when you do experience this and it does happen, it may not be as exciting as you thought it was. It was all the lead up to it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you can't really build up in your mind everything about this, especially if this person has like, is sort of dangling this carrot over you and is like, well, maybe it might, maybe it not. I think that the, they're getting something out of this game already, that this might be their end game. Yeah. You know? Very so. much so. Sometimes the interaction, the lead up to it, like you said, is the most exciting part. And I feel like that's why you see a lot of straight men like ghosting and stuff. Sure. It's, it's very that. Because once it gets real, they can't keep their mouth. Sh like they don't want to. They don't expect that you're going to keep your mouth shut. So they think that there's and that's where a danger can come into this situation. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. they think that they they don't they think that they're gonna go play and then they don't realize that you're playing also and, and maybe you don't want a relationship with them. Maybe you just want them to be your um your your sex partner, which is a completely and totally valid thing that you can want and you can have. Yeah. You just have to be on the same page. That's all. That it, that's is what the it's truth down right to. Now. It, yeah. I, I wasn't trying to cut your throat. That's <laughs> that so true. People aren't truth. on the same page. That's <laughs> you know. I think in this, especially in this day and age, we we talk about people like being in relationships and not understanding the difference between being in a relationship with somebody and then uh, having a, a sexual partner with somebody. Like yeah. it's so different. Communication is key always. This is from Brian. Hi, Delta. Uh, I totally relate to your undying love for fall-scented things and fall-flavored things and all things fall and autumnal bliss. I know you're ready for PSL season at Starbucks, but throughout the year here, my go-to hack is having some pumpkin spice in your everyday life. If you dabble in some good old coffee at home, just sprinkle some pumpkin spice sold all year round usually. Every morning, I start my day with a cup of coffee, two dashes of pumpkin pie spice, a hint of stevia, well, because I'm gay. While it's not PSL, I highly recommend it. You can even throw in your handbag, throw it in your handbag and add it to your favorite on-the-go place. I hope this helps satisfy that craving. That's sweet. Ooh, that's cute. Do you drink I coffee? That. You know, I started getting into coffee in the last, like, six months or so I wasn't a, a big coffee drinker mm -hmm. but I've started to like try a few more things because my my boyfriend my partner is very into coffee so I've like tasted new things with him and it's I'm kind of just enjoying it for the fun of it but uh, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like an app like like S Starbucks is not the first thing I do in the morning right you know right yeah. it was for a minute for me for a minute I was like constantly like I have to go to Starbucks I have to get an iced coffee and then just something happened where I didn't have it for a while, and then I went back, and I was like, I don't like this formulation that I'm drinking. I was drinking it with, like, almond milk, just, like, coffee of the day or pike, whatever. Uh, and then I would put almond milk, and then I would put sugar-free vanilla syrup because they don't have the sugar-free mm -hmm. um, cinnamon dolce anymore. They've never had a sugar-free Starbucks. I'm taking this opportunity again to ask you, why have you not launched a sugar-free pumpkin spice latte i even if you're not going to do that i've offered up really yeah i've offered up sugar-free abuelita flavoring sugar-free cream de menthe sugar-free snickerdoodle these are options you have you can do and just do one i would think that you would want to corner the market 
of pumpkin, sugar-free pumpkin spice because you have a lot of people that love it and that also are either have type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes, or just, you know, maybe leaning towards that. I'm not going to tell you that I have any of those things, but, you know, I, certainly I probably will eventually. You can't stay like this and, and not get it, right? Help me out. Why? One thing you do that I love is you let us know what we need when we don't know we need it. Like, need it. I didn't know that I needed a hairspray can emoji. And ever since you said it, it's on my mind. And now I want it. And I'm waiting for it. We don't have a perfume bottle. That's right. We don't have a blow dryer. They said, fuck beauty. Fuck glamour. Fuck it. Fuck it. They don't <laughs> care. And then there's a bunch of, like, people with hair flips that are, like... Like emojis that are like just like a lady that looks like no lady I know. <laughs> Why are there so many of those? That should be a drag look. It should be. I could Emo- do that. I emoji think. lady. Yeah. You could. So you drink that. But do you drink hot coffee or or iced coffee? Uh, I drink iced more, but I think it has more to do with the fact that it's summer in L.A. Right. And the last thing I want to drink is something boiling hot. I don't really feel like iced coffee is refreshing. I need something more fruity or seltzery. Mm, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I love it. Well, thank you. I mean, this goes quick. Oh, this is it? This is oh, it. Oh, this is it. You got all done up just for this. All you shaved your up. legs for this. this oh, is... it's rich of you to think I shaved. <laughs> In this caftan? Never. Right. That's the beauty of a caftan. I mean, you can hide so many things and highlight so many things at the same time. Oh, I yes. love caftans. Love yeah. Oh, I love you. I love you more. Thank you for getting all gussied up. Mm -hmm, Always. Anytime for you, my love. If you'd like to send a letter for me to read on the show, please send the email to readmedelta at gmail.com. Thank you, Vander, one more time. Thank you so much. For being a guest. Um, Thank you all for listening to Very Delta. And a special hello to everyone watching the show on the Mom Podcast's YouTube channel. Very Delta comes out every Monday right here on the Very That Podcast feed and on YouTube. If you're new here, I would love for you to subscribe to make sure that you do not miss an episode. And again, it's very important. If you want to send me a message or a pumpkin spice recommendation or a picture or anything like that, send the email to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at deltawork on Instagram. And where can we find you on social media? All my socials are at Vander Von Odd. Vander Von Odd. That's where they can find you. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with another episode of Very Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 